all the good things. We got all the good things. They set out to shine a light on the wealth of untapped brilliance hidden in plain sight. The Black Mambas are a group of all black women who are standing up for anti-poaching in South Africa. They sound like such beasts and there's so much courage there. There's so much intelligence. And I love that they're standing up for what they believe in and doing it the way that they believe it should be done. The other thing I love about the Black Mambas is that they have a special focus on educating the community and specifically our young community. They understood youth needed to be able to envision themselves in these types of positions to go after them. Woman power all the way, Black Mamas, y'all are excellent at your job. And they decided to make a program that made it more widely accessible to anyone who had a desire to learn more, to find a passion, to be better than what they've come from and to rise above their circumstances. Welcome back, friends. Happy Monday. I hope your week is going well or off to a great start. I'm Melissa. And I'm Esme. And we are All The Good Things Podcast. We share good stories every week. And something that we love to do just to get our week on a good note is to go over the good things in our life. Esme, will you share a good thing that's happening to you right now? Of course, girl, I will. And I know this was my good thing before, but it has to be my new good thing again because the road trip that I went on was just such a miraculous experience for me that I need to honor it again. But this time I specifically want to shout out my friend Haley. So I grew up with Haley dancing in Minnesota and we both ended up living in California. And during quarantine, we both decided to go home to be with our families. And it just worked out so perfectly where we were both in Minnesota. She had a car that she needed to drive back. We both were trying to get back to California and we both didn't have like a timeline. We didn't have a time that we had to be back for. So I just offered to drive back with her because she was thinking about shipping her car. And I was like, no, no, Haley, this is a perfect opportunity that you are probably never going to have again in your lifetime. Like you got to drive it back and I will help you. And it was just lovely because we've never done We've always been really good friends, but we've never done like a big trip like that together. And we just bonded so much. We're so on the same page about so many, so many topics. And I just, our friendship grew exponentially. So my good thing is that road trip, but specifically doing that road trip with Haley. So thank you for being a great friend. And thank you for letting me drive your car halfway across the country. How serendipitous and meant to be. I'm so excited for you. Literally perfect timing and perfect opportunity. I was so (laughs) excited, so excited. Uh, What about you, Melissa? What's a good thing going on in your life? A good thing that has finally happened. It may seem small, but my Jeep is fixed. So my Jeep has been in the shop since March. Y'all, it's July. (laughs) I am so grateful to have my own wheels again. I love your Jeep. It's so cute. It's like one of those Jeeps that's decorated with like a little Hawaiian vibe and flair. So it's very, has a lot of character and love. And uh, I admire your Jeep a lot. 
thank you. You're welcome to ride in GP anytime. I'm going to take you off on that because <laughs> my car is a little sedan and I love it so much. But if I could buy myself any car, it would definitely be one that has the capacity to go off roads. So That's I could go camping. Jeep. I could go like wild camping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, we got to do that. <sighs> we got to do that it. Fun. You have a Jeep and it's working now. And you have a new tent. I know. I have a TP tent, guys. Okay, that's another great thing. It's a TP. It's really cool. <laughs> it like it's it's a fantastic tent. If you can't tell, we're very outdoorsy people. So that's also a good thing. If you like to go outside for a walk, acknowledge that today and you know, give yourself a little pat on the back, a little self-hug, and be like, look at me, I'm outside. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now into our stories today, which are pretty deep. I'm really excited to share these uh, because they are super relevant to the times we're in right now. They are super inspiring and innovative and honestly transformative. So let's get into it, Esme. Tell me your deep, awesome, fascinating story. My deep, awesome, fascinating, good story? Absolutely. And just to give you all a little bit of background, we sat down and originally recorded this episode the week of the George Floyd protests. And we never share our stories with each other before we sit down to record. And we just both spontaneously had brought stories that had to do with Black excellence and just the amazing accomplishments that uh, like people in the Black community have done. And then we had a technical difficulty and the audio didn't work. So we're re-recording it and I'm super excited to share these stories again. I'm just going to throw myself out there and say that was on me. It was my technical difficulty. <laughs> it, was, it was your garage band. It wasn't you. It was technology. It's not your fault, girl. It's okay. Okay, true. True, true. <laughs> but we're super excited. We decided instead of just letting that episode, you know, go to waste that we had to re-record it because the stories are so, so awesome. And I'm going to kick us off with a story about the Black Mambas, dun, 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 which when I first Googled it is actually a type of venomous snake. That's what I thought your story was going to be about when you first shared the name. I was like, a snake. Here's my story about snakes. What? Where is this going? Jungle book? They're, <laughs> they're actually really badass snakes. They're like the second most venomous snake, uh, second only to the king cobra. And they're really terrifying because when they open their mouths to like, I don't know, bite you with their venom, their mouth is pitch black, which is where they get the name Black Mambas. We're always full of animal facts on this channel. If you're new to our podcast, we have a very fun episode way back where we talk about uh, wombat poop a lot. It's and cube cuttlefish. Shaped. It's cube-shaped and cuttlefish. So if you oh. like random animal facts, <laughs> go listen to our old episodes. But yes, a black mamba is a badass snake, and it inspired a group of women to take on the name black mambas to define their group of badass black women. So... This is a group, the Black Mambas, are a group of all black women who are standing up for anti-poaching in South Africa. And they have been on a roll since 2013. And to be a Black Mamba is a very, very challenging job because you are basically protecting the animal kingdom from people who want to kill animals for their tusks, which is very sad. And one of their patrol sessions lasts 
for 21 days straight and always happens at dusk and dawn because that's when the evil poachers come out. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know why, but the the evil villain song from Phineas and Ferb just popped into my head. <laughs> Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. Anyways, so ever since they started their anti-poaching program in 2013, they have reduced incidences of snaring or poaching by 76%. Oh, that's huge. That is so big. That's awesome. So big. And especially because the animals that they are protecting are highly endangered, like any difference that they can make is huge. So 76% is a huge difference and is really, really fantastic. And they are located in South Africa, specifically around Kruger National Park, which is a very, very famous national park. It's where like everybody goes if you're trying to experience a safari in South Africa. And fun fact, my dad's name is Robert Kruger Brown, and we are descendants of Um Paul Kruger, who led the the rebellion of South African independence way back in the day, and who that national park is named after. That's so crazy. I know. Fun fact about my family. And the area that they patrol is full of the big five animals, which are like your rhinos, elephants, lions, those big animals. And what's incredible about the black mambas is that they are an all-woman's anti-poaching group, but they do their patrols completely unarmed. So they don't have any weapons, no guns, literally just a vehicle. And that means if they're ever in a situation where they are cornered by rhinos or lions, they're not going to shoot their way out of that situation. How do they protect themselves or like scare off the poachers without weapons? So basically, they have three months of intense training to help them navigate those intense situations. And the training includes survival training education training, you know, just physical endurance. They have never lost a single black mamba to any type of animal attack. And when they discover evidence of poaching, it's it's normally like you don't really run into the poacher themselves. You'll just see like a snare on the ground or tampering with a fence or some type of trap. And what they do is they patrol to spot those instances and then they call in people who are actually armed to take care of it but with the lions situation i have no idea i guess they just behave you know coolly and calmly and in a way that they know won't provoke a lion so they're fine i think also their jeeps can hopefully run faster or drive faster (laughs) oh i hope so but they must be really in touch with that kind of ambiance and nature growing up there and being around animals that they probably are able to assess those situations as absolutely they're they're very very smart and the other thing i love about the black mambas is that they have a special 
focus on educating the community and specifically our young community. So they have a whole entire program called the Bush Babies where they teach kids about conservation. <laughs> Just say that part one more time. Bush the Bush babies. babies, the Bush Babies. And they've reached out to over 2,000 kids about the importance of conservation and wildlife preservation. And their whole mission is to educate the world and the population on why it's more beneficial to keep these species around than to poach them. Oh, I love that. And how badass that they're a group of women. They are literally fighting against anti-poachers and being around these big animals that can be dangerous. And they're doing that by following their own moral code of not using any weapons and being able to do it through just education and having knowledge on training themselves and how to handle situations. How brave is that? One other amazing thing about the Black Mambas is that the group of women come from communities that are, you know, traditionally in in poverty, and this provides them an incredible opportunity to build education, to get a salary, and to, you know, really like step into their own independence with a job and a job that has a beautiful impact on the world. And one of the Black Mambas was quoted saying that, you know, this is a man's job that people normally think a man can do, but here we are doing it. And, you know, woman power all the way, Black Mambas, y'all are excellent at your job. They have been recognized with numerous, numerous anti-poaching and conservation awards, including the International Institute for Peace through Tourism. And they're just fantastic and were also featured by the National Geographic in a beautiful article so you should look that up and go read it they received the Eco Warrior Award as well multiple times the Champion of the Earth Award Best Conservation Practitioner of the Year they are really gaining the recognition that they deserve for being out on the front lines against anti-poaching and you should totally do more research on them and check them out because they are badass examples of black excellence at its finest so yeah that's my story the black mambas i love that so much thank you for sharing i'm super inspired by these women they sound like such beasts and there's so much courage there there's so much intelligence and i love that they're standing up for what they believe in and doing it the way that they believe it should be done preach girl mic drop much vinyasa thank you very much thank you what's your story well esme i love that you highlighted black excellence among this female group because i'm about to reel it back into america from south africa and highlight five male black entrepreneurs who are changing the game in the technology center. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. For kids. You ready? Okay. So again, this story is about the Hidden Genius Project, which was founded in Oakland, California. It was started by five black male entrepreneurs who all happen to be really great friends, and they are all from Oakland. This is their hometown. And... These friends 
Can I just shout out that name really quick? Hidden Geniuses. Right? It's spectacular. Oh, wait till wait till you hear what they do with that name. Yes. <laughs> am I am I intriguing you guys? I hope you can feel me like pulling you into my circle right now. I'm very intrigued. So these friends, they all grew up in Oakland and they have all come from a place of poverty where there weren't many opportunities for them on their own, but they found a way to explore the technology center that was so close to them in San Francisco. They found a way to create jobs and opportunities that led them to both wealth and success and ultimately a place to inspire others. So these friends got together visiting their home. They recognized that there was a lot of high unemployment of youth and there was a lot of plethora of career opportunities within the local technology sector right near Oakland. So because they recognized the lack of representation in the growing tech sector from the high potential youths in the area, they decided to form the Hidden Genius Project where they mentor a select chosen group of young male youths to teach them, to mentor them, to coach them and prepare them to get these sort of jobs and to learn this sort of stuff that will help them advance their careers and find a passion to follow in their lives. Woo! Yes, I'm here for it. <laughs> here for it. And something that they said when they described their own um, birthplace of this project that I love is they said, they set out to shine a light on the wealth of untapped brilliance hidden in plain sight. Say it again for the people in the back. Just let that sink in, friends. Much vinyasa. Much vinyasa. Can you say it again, though? I loved it. I will. I will. They set out to shine a light on the wealth of untapped brilliance hidden in plain sight. Jeez, it's so good. It's so So good. good. So when considering who the program would serve, the founders... Recognize advancement opportunities for youth, of course, and they recognize that it's often merit-based and not made as readily available to those who may be overlooked or maybe receiving corrective attention, meaning their path doesn't seem like it's headed in the right direction. So oftentimes they're looked at as like, oh, they can't be fixed. They're beyond repair. And because they didn't fit into categories of either need or exceptionalization, that maybe they wouldn't have the opportunities that others would. Just want to add that I love how they recognize no one is beyond repair. And I just want to say it really clearly. No one is beyond repair ever. You're so right, Esme. And I'm so glad that these guys, that these friends saw that potential And I mean, it really does help that they grew through it, that they experienced it. I think it made them such great coaches because of that, that they have that own personal experience and connection to who they're reaching out to. So once the friends knew who they wanted to serve in this Hidden Genius Project, they set out to make it a reality. And they decided to make a program that made it more widely accessible to anyone who had a desire to learn more, to find a passion, to be better than what they've come from, and to rise above their circumstances. And they wanted to see more people of color in their industry. 
They understood youth needed to be able to envision themselves in these types of positions to go after them. That is so important. I love that. I love that. Guys got to envision it within yourself and it can be hard to envision yourself in a high position as like a CEO or as an inventor when there's not many people around you who are achieving that. So the hidden project, they use a holistic approach to training and mentorship, referring to their students that they recruit as geniuses, helping them to show up in all areas of their lives. Geniuses, I love it. For example, they had one student, he's an alumni now, his name is Jaden Cummings, and he was 17 years old when he joined the Hidden Genius Project, and he was called Genius Jaden. I love this so much because there is a lot of sociology behind how if we hear something repeated to us over and over and over again about how or what we are, we start to believe that and and take that on. And it happens in negative ways. Like if people consistently hear that they're not worth it, that they're bad at school, that, you know, negative over and over and over again, they start to take on those traits and believe that about themselves. And I love that this is doing it in the opposite way. Like we're going to call you genius over and over and over and over again until you start to believe that you are one. It's beautiful. Melissa, this is such a good story. (laughs) And I hope you guys are intrigued because the story just keeps getting better as we reveal more about it, what their mission is. And it's not just like a after school thing that you do once or twice that they're offering. When these people apply to be a part of Hidden Genius, they are entering like an intensive long program where it can be super transformative, not only in teaching them these valuable skills, But it becomes an intersection of social change, of passion, of technology, of mentorship. So they started by supporting and training a group of 9th grade to 11th graders. They take part in a 15-month intensive immersion program to study all aspects. Yeah. That's long. That's a long time. See, it's not an after school. This is over a year, you guys. It's not just an after school program. They study all aspects of computer science, leadership, and entrepreneurship. Now, they focus on tech in this program because that is what the five entrepreneurs are all super skilled at and have achieved success in. And San Francisco, a big tech sector, is right next to where they live. But they do not force their students to just embark in tech. Tech is just a platform to prioritize youth development. They actually empower their geniuses to see themselves in leadership roles across diverse fields, and they provide them with the resources to make that happen once the student expresses interest in another field. Woo! Well-rounded as shit. Get it. Well-rounded. Hey! So since this started, they have not only expanded, but they are inviting underrepresented ethnicities and people and youths into their program as well. So not just black male youth anymore. They are really getting bigger and broader as they continue to grow. And they're providing mentorship and opportunities for so many kids. And in their immersion program, what they've had so much success with is building the foundation upon three pillars, 
to prepare students to take ownership of their ideas and execute them. And they will spend more than 800 hours coding, visiting a variety of tech companies during summer Friday business trips, and they learn to build their own web apps from the ground up. So if they have an idea, they're literally teaching them how to build it into a website. Mini genius entrepreneurs in the making. I love it. An example of some of their geniuses that I felt really inspired to share their story, and I'm going to share them quickly. One was a kid named James. I'm going to leave his last name out for privacy. James was a high school dropout his sophomore year, and he said he woke up every day like not excited to go to school, not not sure what he wanted to do with his life. His mom was very worried for him, like didn't want him to go down the wrong path. And his mom is the one who actually found the Hidden Genius program and, you know, told her son to apply. Like, how about you just try this? Like, I don't want you on the streets. And her son did apply. He was accepted. And James became a genius. And He said there was a transformation in this program. It's been rough, but it's been beautiful. An amazing transition. I never thought I'd be where I am today. And he says every day now he wakes up with a purpose. Because of Hidden Genius and his mentors there, James started his own digital marketplace for sneaker restorers and customizers around the country to come together and restore sneakers on his platform called Fix My Kicks. And it's K-I-X. Love that. Fix My Kicks. Fix My Kicks. Fix My Kicks. And he's had so much success with it. It's something he loves and enjoys, and he found a way to make it accessible in a market that needs that sort of thing. Another one I mentioned earlier was 17-year-old genius Jaden who is now a hidden genius alum and he's one of their youth educators. Okay, I'm missing a very key part and that is that they invite their previous hidden genius graduates to come back and share their experiences and educate and mentor the new upcoming youth geniuses. Isn't that cute? Bubble heart. My heart's bursting into a bunch of little genius bubbles. Genuine geniuses. (laughs) <laughs> genuine geniuses and 17 year old Jaden when he was in Hidden Genius he himself created iBlink Co and it was a social media management platform that he created to help his community market themselves on a larger platform and this was when social media was just kicking off so he really started something very very needed in these times now And he was approached by many larger companies to continue working for them and to, you know, innovate their sort of platforms. And a quote that he said about his time in Hidden Genius was that, I want them to look at a growing corporation that is willing to give back to the community. They are the ones that planted this seed. Yo, they are crushing it with their their name, their mission, and even that quote about planting the seed we are all about planting seeds here and good job hidden geniuses good job we love you so much you guys are doing amazing work and they have gone to the point where they are creating such awesome impacts in their community and it's being recognized so they are now 
broadening their locations. They are not just in Oakland. They put a second location in Richmond, which is a little further away from them. And this year in 2020, they opened their third location in Los Angeles. Ooh, LA. I love this so much because like their whole thing is just instilling people with the skills and confidence that they already have to succeed. And it's just going to ripple down and ripple down and eventually will have such a bigger impact than they ever could have realized. And another great thing is that this started as a labor of love. They just wanted to give back to their community. And now they're at a point where they have a full-time staff in multiple locations. And I believe that the world truly recognizes when good things are happening and they choose to manifest more good things by showing that support. So, you know, it's a little hippy-dippy, but I think that someone's watching over them. So... I want to finish with the Hidden Genius Project proves that genius is not a label highlighting the ability of a few. It's a revelation to anyone willing to commit to the journey of uncovering it within themselves and within others. Melissa, you're killing it with this story. Oh my gosh. Thanks, Esther. Thanks. Additionally, Hidden Genius not only has their 15-month-long immersion program, but they have also added one-day events or multi-day catalyst events so that they can reach a wider audience. And these events are open to the public and they allow the youth educators who have already graduated as alumni from their project to come speak to these people and share their experience and inspire them to try Hidden Genius as well. So as of July 1st, 2020, they have impacted more than 6,200 youths over the past eight years, and they have given participants a chance to see beyond their circumstances and to be exposed to near opportunities and provided access for them to reach those opportunities and see it as a realistic goal in their lives Woo! thank you for listening that was amazing and to all of our listeners there is definitely a genius hidden within you all you gotta do is remember that it's there and have enough confidence to look inside and find it Thank you guys so much for listening to our stories today. I hope you are inspired by the brilliance of these two stories that we shared today and that you do something kind for your community around you, perhaps in an area that needs it more than others. We hope to see you and interact with you and hear your good stories on our website, www.allthegoodthingspodcast.com. And of course, follow our Instagram. We're super social on there at All The Good Things Podcast. And share with us good things, good stories, good people, and good businesses or projects that we can help support and shine a light on in our communities. And if you don't do any of those things, please at least share us with your friends and family or like, rate, and subscribe to our podcast because that's how we grow and that's how more good stories get shared with more good people. Thanks again and you're brilliant. Bye-bye. 
all the good things. We got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss to remind us all that life is a gift and because we truly care, all the good things we share. All the good things.